Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. Hi. So this month is about acceptance. When, when I set the um, themes early in the year, it made sense to me. And then when it comes on a new theme, I'm like, okay, what, why, why, what did I want to talk about, about that? Because <laughs> acceptance, really accepting what is accepting what is as it is, instead of trying to change everything, I guess. Uh, so uh, I just want to share with you all, I've been doing a pretty deep dive uh, within myself to uncover the roots of certain beliefs or, or even finding beliefs I didn't realize I had and uncovering the root of that so I can pull out that root ball, you know, whenever you plant a tree or roses, there's a root ball that you have to put deep into the earth so that the plant or the tree can grow. So going in there and seeing what it is that I've been operating on, you know, the beliefs and the um, patterning, uh, you know, from families of origin and from experiences and all of that. So I've been digging deep and trying to get that root ball up and out so that I can really create sustained transformation within my body, within my heart, within my mind. Uh, so it's been an interesting dive. It's uh, brought me to um, places where I'm asking or, or just stating to the universe, to my spirit guides, to my angels, to that I want to understand. I want to understand what happened in my early life, my, you know, from age zero to seven that created uh, ways of being right. And, and understanding not so I can be angry and upset and blame or shame myself or anybody else, but just to understand what occurred and then have those aha moments of this is why I've been operating this way. This is why my life went this way. This is why, uh, you know, I wasn't successful at this or that, or why I got stopped. You know, it, it's been a fascinating journey. And the idea of acceptance is also very important because at least what I'm noticing everybody is when I can accept that this is the way my life went up until now, right? This is the way my life went up until now and I can accept it. Then I'm no longer resisting, fighting, pushing, pulling something energetically. It, it, acceptance almost allows you to just, uh, kind of stand in that place of surrender and yet receptivity, surrendering whatever you 
think your battle is or uh, whatever the judgment or criticism is that you think you are right about, surrendering that. And then that also opens you up to receiving, to, to being receptive to what the truth is. And so my, my, um, in my morning practice, I'm asking, uh, I want to understand and I'm asking it directly of source of my inner wisdom, uh, the archangels. And I always get an answer and, and, and often the answer is it's just easy. Love, be love, receive love, accept love, give love. So that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, diving deep, looking for that root ball, pulling it out, asking to understand and, and being receptive to what the answers may be. Also being receptive to the idea or the truth that as you understand, there will be choices that you'll, you might want to make. Uh, there'll be choices you need to make in order for your life to progress in a new way, in a way that feels loving, kind to you, to yourself, right? And, and, and I'm all about that. I'm all about learning how to be loving and kind to myself because I have such a big critical mind that takes over sometimes. And, and so this has been an interesting journey to see how, how I do that. And an acceptance is part of it of, oh, wow, this is the way my life happened. You know, the last several decades, this is the way it was in my tens and twenties and thirties and forties. Um, so coming to a place of accepting that instead of resisting it or wishing it different or wanting to erase it and pretend like it wasn't there is huge. Um, because that also begins to show me the level of self-acceptance. And I don't know about you guys, but self-acceptance kind of goes hand in hand with self-love. It goes hand in hand with self-care, self-respect, accepting yourself for exactly who you are, accepting your past for what it was doesn't mean it still has to influence you. Okay. Your past doesn't have to then propagate your future, right? It doesn't have to go forward. It's just in the acceptance, again, in the acceptance, you can surrender and you can create your new yet to be, you know, get the next few things that you want to do or be or see or have or whatever. So one of my spiritual practices that a friend of mine um, encouraged over the last couple of uh months as I'm going through this journey is to do the Ho'oponopono prayer that comes out of uh, Hawaii. Um, and it is about, it's a very powerful prayer, but it's about saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. Please forgive me. And the reason why it's so powerful is it helps loosen, loosen whatever hardened idea you have about 
a situation, a past something, uh, uh, a current conflict, but I've been applying it. My friend suggested I apply it towards myself and my choices I made in my past. My So <clears throat> I've been doing it. It's pretty powerful. So how I do it is I have a mala. You guys have seen my mala. Um, we've talked about malas. I have uh, a meditation on Insight, Insight Timer about how to use a mala. Um, malas, I've said this before, but I'll just tell you all again. Malas are um, prayer beads. And malas started in, in the ancient Hindu religion or philosophy as a, a way of staying focused on your prayer, focused on the thought, the idea of whatever the deity is that you wanted, Brahman, the, the, the all, the oneness, right? The all beingness. And then it got uh, moved into Buddhism, prayer beads in Buddhism, hence the mala again, uh, because Buddha, the, the, the guy that became Buddha was raised as a Hindu. Hmm. And then it moved down the line into uh, other <clears throat> religions like Catholicism. The rosary beads, prayer beads, comes from malas, comes from ancient Hindu wisdom. Isn't that cool? Uh, and I'm sure there's other religions that use this form as a way of contemplation, of staying focused on the idea, the breath, the prayer. So I've been using it, how you use it, it's 108 beads, okay, 108 beads. And you start at, this is called the Buddha bead, the big one. You start there and you focus on whatever your prayer is and you touch each bead as you go along. And pretty soon you're at, you've gone the whole 108 as you're touching it. And so I was using Haponopono uh, for this spiritual practice I've started, which is um, going through each decade of my life because I've already, I've lived that long. Those of you who haven't lived that long, it's okay. You can just do a Haponopono about your body or your mind or your heart. It doesn't have to be a decade, but um, because I'm really digging, trying to find those root balls of beliefs that are not working for me anymore and really trying to pull them out. I'm doing it decade by decade. I'm trying to be meticulous about it because I really don't want that stuff anymore. So I was focusing on my first decade from zero to 10. And I just kind of opened my mind to that with whatever memories that were going to come in or uh, ideas or thoughts uh, not to, the other thing about using a mala is it because it's tactile, it keeps you from going down the rabbit hole of the victim mode of, you know, he done me wrong. She done me wrong. I blame my parents, you know, all that stuff because you're just moving along the bead system and that helps to focus. <clears throat> so thinking and focusing on my first decade I was going per bead, I love you, I love you, I love you, I'm sorry, I love you, 
I love you. Please forgive me. And when I hit that, please forgive me, I would focus on just being aware of whatever occurred during that, those first 10 years and memories would come. And I did it again until I wasn't seeing or feeling or hearing anything else. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. Please forgive me. And this is all again, focused on my little girl who was the age of three, four, five, six, eight, just focusing on her. It's kind of a, I guess it's an inner child practice. You know, lots of people do inner child work, but I really wanted to get to a place of, um, acceptance, self-acceptance, right? And accepting that that's the way that transpired at that age and just accepting it instead of going, well, if only, and why didn't, and who, and, you know, questioning all that, just coming into a place of surrendered acceptance. So I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you please forgive me and allow the memory of whatever is coming up to just happen, to just move through you and then do it again. I love you talking to yourself. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, little girl. I love you. I love you. Please forgive me. Please forgive me for not having the words at that age. Please forgive me for reacting or not reacting. Please forgive me for hiding. Um, it's a pretty powerful practice. Ho'oponopono, you can look it up. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. Please forgive me. So it brings you into a practice of self-love. It brings you into a practice of self-forgiveness. It also brings you into a place of loving kindness by just apologizing to yourself. And you don't even really need to know what. I'm apologizing for what. But once we can get to that place of self-acceptance, surrendering into that self-acceptance, surrendering into the way it unfolded, it, that's just the way it was, right? Then we can move into the place of receptivity, being receptive to hear, see, to change, make better choices, to release the belief system. One of the things that I uncovered, I, I don't know if I shared this with you all, uh, in that early, those early um, stages of my life is that <clears throat> I, I was really bullied from the time I was three because I was born with this bright red hair and, um, and I just looked different from everybody in my, in my neighborhood and then in my school. And, um, and I started fighting it, you know, picking three-year-old picking a fight with your neighbor kids or a four-year-old. It was, I mean, it's laughable. Um, and my parents did laugh. Uh, but 
then feeling so overwhelmed, I think is what I uncovered is I was just overwhelmed by, by feeling that people didn't like me or accept me or love me or, you know, friends didn't want to be my friend or something like that. So then I began to hide in plain sight. I began to hide and that's informed my life up until now. And that's the root cause, the root ball I was looking for so that I can pull it out so I can be me. I can enjoy life and not uh, walking around with this un, um, unaware background noise of watch out. They're going to you know, make fun of you or hurt you or you're not okay because you just are a freak. Those, those kind of things. And I know that everyone everyone has had something like that in their early childhood where you were told not to be that you know if you're empathic don't do that don't tell those people what you think or see if you're psychic oh god please don't tell anybody what you think or saw you know but if you're highly intuitive creative um if if you've got this math mind that keeps going and, and you don't know it because you don't know that other people don't have that math mind going, you know, the computerized ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. I've, I've seen, in fact, um, my current spouse has that ma major mind and I watch him calculating things on one level, moving to another level to, to deal with something creatively moving, you know, and it's just not everybody's mind works the same. Um, so accepting surrendering into self-acceptance and then opening to receive from a place of inner wisdom of inner uh, love is huge. So try it with the mala beads, you know, uh, if you don't have a, some, they're easy to find uh, mala beads. And try the Ho'oponopono prayer and uh, research the phenomenal work that it does in transforming not only yourself, but the world. So that's acceptance for today, or at least Susan's idea of acceptance. Um, I have a quote I'm going to read because it speaks to accepting life and all of its uh, phases if you will. I may have quoted this before on a show, but I like it so much. I'm doing it again. It's by uh, an author, L.R. Nost, K-N-O-S-T. And my friend Olga Singer gave me this. Life is amazing. And then it's awful. And then it's amazing again. And in between the amazing and awful, it's ordinary and mundane and routine. Breathe in the amazing, hold on through the awful and relax and exhale during the ordinary. And that's just living, heartbreaking, soul healing, amazing, awful, ordinary life. And it's breathtakingly beautiful. And so it is. Namaste. 
Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanborell.com. So that's it for today. See you next time.